Hello, and welcome to this special series of episodes, 13 Acts of Revolutionary Healing, where I will be interviewing Black women in nursing, along with my co-host for this series, Mary Rockwood Lane, who is a professor, nurse, and healing artist. We will be talking to 13 Black women who will be sharing their journey to living their Black feminine destiny. So we hope you'll take a listen that you will like and share it. So take a listen. Hello, and welcome to the Revolutionary Dreams podcast by the True Black Feminine, 13 Revolutionary Acts to Living Your Black Feminine Destiny. I'm your host, Adria Kitchens. And today I will be interviewing Dr. Rose Rivers along with my co-host, Mary Rockwood Lane. Dr. Rose Rivers has nearly 30 years of nursing leadership experience. And today she's going to share with us that her journey to living her black feminine destiny. Why don't you just share a little bit about, you wanna share your name, kind of what you've done in the history, like how you got involved in nursing, what really called you to that? Okay. Well, I actually started in nursing by accident for <laughs> uh, lack of a better way to say that. It was just divine intervention is probably a, a better way to say that from the perspective of um, when I was 16 years old, I was looking for a job and there was a strike going on at this nursing home. And so I actually applied for a dietary aid job because I know about cooking, right? And so the lady interviewed me and she says, nah, I have a better job for you. She says, I think you would be an exceptional nursing assistant. I didn't know what that was. I needed a job. I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> Somebody trained me. I'm ready. I'm your person. <laughs> so I took the training and uh, started uh, as a nursing assistant in a nursing home. And the director of nursing was going through the units. She had her eyes on me, but I didn't know that because her office apparently she could look into the unit and she saw me interacting with patients and she called me into her office. And I thought, oh no, what's up now? And she says, I need to talk to you. I've been watching you. She says, you should go to nursing school. You are prepared already to be a nurse. You just need the training. Wow. And I'm like, okay, but what does that mean? She says, well, I'll help you. And that started me on the right course. I thought about it. But of course, at that initial time, I was pregnant with my um, daughter, my, my baby daughter. And so I had to wait, but she didn't let me forget it. She brought me nursing books, nursing magazines. She talked to me about nursing. She kept talking so much until I could begin to see myself as a nurse. And once I saw myself as a nurse, I applied for nursing school. It, CFCC uh, was a junior college at the time. And uh, they accepted me, which my friends told me they wouldn't, but they did. 
And then um, I applied, um, well, they accepted me pending my ability to complete three classes over the summer because they were prereqs. So of course I did that. And once I um, became a nurse, then I moved into the hospital setting and moved into critical care as a staff nurse. And at that organization, that first year that I was there, they developed a leadership program for graduate nurses. First program of its sort that I was aware of. And I was one of 12 graduate nurses selected for that program. Again, I didn't know I was being looked at. I didn't apply for it, but I worked as a nursing assistant at the hospital while I was going to school. So they wanted me to stay there as a nurse. And that kind of got me interested from the leadership perspective, but I really didn't actually pursue leadership in the sense that I had a goal that, you know, one day I'll be the CNO or something like that. Never really had that goal. My focus was on being good, doing good. Um, being the best nurse that I could potentially be, but never really with a solid goal for a particular position. Um, those kind of things just happen. Mm -hmm. And I say just happen, but because of people like my director in the nursing home, um, people who could see me, who could see roles. And that was significant to me um, because as a child growing up, I was always screaming, I am Rose. Can't you see me? I'm Rose. Because most people couldn't see me. And, and, and that was the thing. These people could see me. They could see almost like what was in my heart. So I've had lots of wonderful mentors. And these are people who come on, you know, we have this position we think you'll be perfect for. Or we want to create this position and we know you're the one for it. And so that's how I continually moved up in nursing leadership. But it really wasn't a design plan, at least on my part. Huh. You know, in fact, <laughs> in fact, I rebelled a few times. <laughs> <laughs> but I love nursing. <laughs> So, yeah, and, um, you know, the things that I have done in nursing, um, again, opportunities presented themselves, and with mentors kind of pushing me, you know, the, the first publication was because one of the mentors said, let's write this article, you know, that kind of thing, or um, I think you're the person to do this presentation on um, you know, kidney transplants or whatever the, the story was, there was somebody there saying, um, you're the one. Wow. You're the one. You're mm -hmm. the one. Mm -hmm. So you were seen. You mm -hmm. went into these organizations and people were watching and they could see what you were doing. And it was like they could see right into your heart. Mm -hmm. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And that opened doorways for you. Exactly. Exactly. And then, of course, you know, 
everything I learned about leadership, I really learned in Sunday school. Um, <laughs> I mean, I know that sounds crazy, but, <laughs> but the foundation for it, my values, my beliefs, that's where they came from. And so uh, that made it easier too, because the people who could see me, they didn't try to change me. Uh -huh. um, in fact, I had several people um, saying, like when I rebelled and said, look, I have no management experience. Why would you want me to do this job? You know, I'm a clinical nurse. I don't know anything about budget or anything about this or that. But they would say things like, I'm not trying to hire you for budget or administrative duties or whatever. I can teach you that. But what you have, I cannot teach. And that's what I'm looking for. Those are kind of characteristics. They were focused on character more so than the task or skills of the job. And I'm like, oh, well, in that case, I'm probably your woman then. <laughs> wow. So tell me what they saw in you. Tell me what, who, who, who did they see that? Tell me what your what your perception of what they saw in you was. I think they saw someone who loved people, mm -hmm. who um, really would go out of um, her way to help other people, but who was fair and believed in justice. Um, mm -hmm. I was very interested in the whole story. Mm -hmm. And so I wasn't really reactive. I needed to hear both sides of a story, for example, to make a determination of what I thought um, should happen, that kind of thing. Um, I think most of them, if I'm trying to think back on feedback I received, would see me as a common force. Um, mm. So in um, chaotic crisis kind of times, um, I could encourage people, um, bring order um, to situations, that kind of right. thing. And um, I think they could trust me um, to, to um, keep my word. Um, wow. Mm -hmm. So I would say those kind of kinds of things. So do you think that transcended, um, you know, what I was, the barriers of being um, an Afro-American woman? Did it, was that, did that qualities of what you brought forth in the job as an energy just did that transcend the racial barriers I think so I think so I mean back in um especially early on in the um because I graduated from nursing school in 1980 okay. and um but um you know as time progress and people get to know each other and right. again by not reacting trying to think through approaching situations calmly trying to make sure my emotions uh weren't controlling me uh, an example for example when I graduated and I left um the a hospital in Ocala and I moved to Shands I moved to right. Shands as a nurse less than one year out of school okay and there was this one physician, when he walked on the unit, <clears throat> he never would come to me to give me orders for his patients, although I was the nurse taking care of the patient. Right. So, and one of the nurses 
pointed that out to me. She says, he's always given me orders for your patients. I don't know what his problem is. And I said, well, did you talk to him? She says, no, but somebody should, you know, like that. So I thought about it and I looked at it. And so I said, Dr. So-and-so, I'm Rose. I'm the nurse, the RN that's taking care of patients on this side of the hall. And I noticed you had some orders for my patients, but you gave them to Susie over here. Is there something I'm missing? You know, is there something that, you know, <clears throat> we need to talk about or whatever? And he kind of looked at me like, what? And I said, um, I'm not the only one who's noticing. You're not giving me orders for the patients. Mm -hmm. What that did for him was cause him to reflect. Up until that time on that unit, there weren't any black nurses. All of the black black employees were nursing assistants. Right. And automatically he assumed mm -hmm. that I was a nursing assistant, but he was unaware. It was unconscious. Right. And because I didn't automatically assume he had malicious intent, mm -hmm. I could have that conversation with him and reflect right. to him. And so he was able to say, oh my God, you know, kind of response. And that was the end of that. Um, but yeah, there, there are some kind of hardcore um, kind of racist situations. But I think the point for me is I personally don't care what anybody believes or thinks. I care that they can control their behavior about it. And so I won't tolerate disrespect. So if you prefer... I mean, I've had patients say, you know, you can't take care of me. I don't want a black nurse taking care of me. And so I obviously would try to talk to the person and whatever. And if that didn't work, I say, well, you know, it's really your right, but you're missing out on a great nurse and hand them <laughs> over to whomever, you know, kind of thing and not allow it to rattle me. Mm. So, you know, some nurses... Um, it really frustrated them. And um, there were policies about patients couldn't say what type of nurse took care of them. But from my perspective, some of the biases were so ingrained. It didn't make a whole lot of sense to take that stance without doing pre-work first. So, but anyway, to make a long story short, I think you always have um, things to overcome, whether you black, white, blue, or green. And mm -hmm. so that's my perspective. So, so this is a challenge that I need to figure out how to navigate, but I won't let it destroy me or change who I am. And so I'm here for a reason. I'm gonna do my job to the best of my abilities I'm going to help as many people as I can possibly help while I'm here. And so I just didn't focus on it. Um, and it's very rare in those situations where someone um, showed their prejudice or whatever in a negative way, didn't later come back. And, and, and most of the time uh, with an apology, 
not recognizing even in themselves what was in them, you know, kind of thing. And um, I don't know if I'm called to do something, it's going to be difficult to stop it. <laughs> I mean, it is, it is. And so uh, I don't really know. I look for the right kind of mentors. Um, I validate perceptions. I start from the perspective that 99.9% .9 of people are good. You know, some are misguided, some have misinformation, some have had experiences or whatever that has them in the place that they're in. I'm not responsible for the place that they're in, but I am responsible for how I relate to them in the place that they're in. So I keep it about uh, what's the right thing for me to do in that moment and what's the right thing for me to do going forward. Is that is that unique to you and who you are in the world? Is that something that's unique to nurses, you think? To really have um, the way they look at people to say, I'm going to I'm going to do this <laughs> and support you in the best way possible and not take it personally. I think a lot of nurses feel that way, but I'm not sure if it's unique to nurses. Um, you know, social workers, I've seen um, have that same kind of stance. Maybe it's, it's unique to folks who um, are, are called to those helping type professions. And I've also seen the opposite too. Um, you know, chaplains are like that. Um, so it, it's probably more related to their level of maturity from a spirituality perspective, I would probably say it more like that That's than um, a particular group of um, people. Rose, yeah, tell me how you, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead, Mary. Tell me how you cultivated that, that power, that, that's, that calm, that, that ability to look at the whole picture and see both sides of the story, you know, that, that leadership gift and that leadership skill is, is really extraordinary. How did you cultivate that inside you that you said it came from, you know, just what you learned in Sunday school, but could you speak yeah. more to that? Yeah, I, I think from the perspective of the, the, the idea of, um, being good and doing good. Um, the, the idea of sometimes we may have a reason, but we don't have a right. Or from the perspective of, um, it's not just about me, but it's about the world that you're called to influence. It's about setting that right example. You know, it's about keeping the right thing the right thing. And, um, learning how not to allow anybody or anything to reduce you. You know, a lot of um, uh, great leaders, um, Dr. Martin Luther King, for example, talks about, you know, um, you can't use hate to improve anything. You know, you use a higher level, you use love to improve something. And, and, and the idea that we learn in Sunday school 
that you love, but is unconditional, even if it's not returned, that's not your issue. That's between them and their God. Your issue is that you love regardless, and that's between you and your God. And so that foundation um, has been in me as far back as I can remember. You know, my mom always told us to do the right thing, you know, and I mean, my mom had a rough life. She had a lot of kids and, you know, all that stuff, but she always told us to do the right thing, um, no matter what, you know, to be true to yourself. If, even if nobody's watching you, you know whether you did the right thing. You know, I mean, we didn't always do the right thing as kids. Of course not. So, I mean, but she told us, told us that. And as you get older, you reflect and those words, you know, come back to you. And in that moment, they swell up in you. And so I think even if I wanted to rebel in a negative way, it would be hard to do. Mm. Um, because there was so much foundation saying, you do the right thing. Mm -hmm. so. Was there a moment, um, so you said people saw something in you and so they would always say, hey, I'll create a position for you or this is the direction I want you to go. Was there a moment when you recognized this in yourself like, and, and started to, to create your own pathway in the world? No. Nah. <laughs> No, because, well, I guess I should say maybe, but it didn't work out because my pathway was clinical uh, um, and, and I was constantly trying to get back to clinical. Mm. And so all my education, uh, my degrees are all clinical. Um, I may be the only clinical nurse specialist that I know of who never worked as a clinical nurse specialist, <laughs> but that's my master's. Um, but I kept getting pulled um, into leadership. And so, I mean, at one point early on, um, I was so wanting my hands on patients that I would moonlight on the weekends um, at, at a little hospital over in Wilson. So I could take care of patients because I thought that's what my calling was. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then I realized it took me a long time, but I finally realized that there's more than one way to take care of patients. And as a clinical nurse, I could only really influence the care of the patients under my care for that shift. Mm. But mm -hmm. as a director of nursing or a CNO or whatever, I could influence the care of groups of patients, uh, lots of patients by, you know, negotiating the right resources and um, the right kind of nurses and providing that kind of structure and support and um, working to enhance the work environment and all of those kinds of things. And so then that, that peace settled in my heart that I was doing the right thing. Hmm. Yeah. So you were always connected to a higher power that was working through you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Without oh, yeah. a doubt. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. 
And how was it this, how did you experience the support of the nurse of, you know, one of the things that leaders, you know, we are leading, but we have resources of nurses all around us Mm -hmm. that like, as the group of nurses that you are influencing, how did those, how did you cultivate that energy of nurses being able to manifest what you saw was good nursing practice? Because it sounds like you as a clinician had a very powerful experience with patient care. And then as a leader, you realize you could have a greater influence. How Mm -hmm. did you impact to be able to channel through those nurses to make that difference in what they could possibly experience as a nurse? I think one of the the, um, strongest ways was allowing the nurses to be themselves and um, not trying to minimize what they felt or thought, Mm. but trying to influence and encourage and inspire them um, because there's so much gratitude inherent in what they're doing. And so by spending time talking to the nurses, you know, we had a group of um, real senior nurses, we call them senior nurses, but nurses who had been in the organization over 20 years. And um, with all of the changes, um, it was really hard for them. So um, I started holding senior nurse retreats for those nurses. And the first few um, retreats were, oh, just grumbling, complaining, moaning, groaning, that kind of thing. Um, And so most people probably would have said, you know, let's just shut this down. You know, this was intended to be um, something good. You know, I don't really need to pay 200 nurses, take you off site, give you a wonderful experience just to hear complaints. Um, you know, but, but we, we, you know, it's like, no, talk to me. Mm-hmm. Some of this stuff is really hard to hear. So be patient with me, but help me understand. And so once, you know, we got beyond that and it came to me, you know, these nurses are also very competitive. So let's not end the day on this note. Let's end the day on something positive. So we said, okay, we're going to break up into groups and we're going to have a contest. And so we want you to basically brainstorm what you're grateful for. What are you happy about in your practice? What's going well in your practice? We already have the pages and pages of what's not so well. So now let's look at it from the other perspective. And they got into that brainstorming mode as a game, but they soon realized what was going on. And once (laughs) they reported out and saw, they couldn't do number laugh themselves. We're going to beat how much we're grateful for. We're going to find more to be grateful for than you guys. Right. (laughs) That's brilliant. 
That's hilarious. They really realize, even though we have all these problems, we have a lot to celebrate and we have a lot to be grateful for. And so, you know, the uh, subsequent retreats became more about, you know, development, more about professional uh, appreciation, networking, which was the original intent. How can we make these nurses feel special? And so they could really feel special. Um, And so, you know, and then I've always wanted to hear directly from the the staff nurses. So I had a staff nurse advisory group, for example, that I could talk to. If I was confused, I wasn't afraid to say, I'm confused, I don't understand, help me, talk to me, you know, that kind of thing. Um, Right. And so I think when you can engage at the spirit level, the heart level, um, and not be afraid because you can't fix all of the stuff and you know that going in, but you can always let people know that you care. Mm. And I think that to me, that's the key. Yes. They know that you care about them, you know, and they know that you judge fairly. Um, even if they don't agree with you, they will trust you. Beautiful. Wow. That's amazing. Mary, I think that, um, you know, we talked about the nurses that you're reaching through the Nurses Guild, and we talked about the challenges that they're facing right now with the stress and the Mm -hmm. struggle. I'm wondering, like, Rose, how would you support these nurses today, because it's a challenging field. I know um, Mary was just sharing with me about what she's hearing, which are the complaints, which uh, Mm -hmm. are the stresses, or I want to leave the field completely. Mm -hmm. Uh, That, I mean, that just brings to mind that it's caring and really listening. It is because the pandemic has really shook the world. And and for for the nurses, what people have to remember, nurses are people too. And what I mean by that, they have lives and they have families. And a lot of the nurses now, they are taking care of older parents or they might have autistic children or they might be in the middle of a divorce or whatever. The same thing every other human being kind of family is going through, the nurses are going through. And so in a tough job, that is relentless in this pandemic. They're short staffed. Um, they're a lot of them are working too many hours, so they're tired on top of that. Plus the other obligations that that they have. And when it first started, the nurses were proud that they were able to step in and bridge that gap. But the 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 gap is. Uh, how do you say it? It's gaping wide open now. It's 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 too heavy, mm-hmm. and so um, the organizations that I'm familiar with, they're doing all kind of things to try to help that. The problem is, this is the first time in history that I'm aware of that it's hard to find help anywhere because everybody's in the same boat. You know, even even on the floors, the leadership teams, they they are tired. I was talking to a CNO that I'll leave nameless um, actually just um, last night because she was asking me what could I potentially do 
to help the nurses, to help my leadership team. I'm concerned about their morale. And I said, first of all, you, you got to make sure, well, first you got to reframe it because everybody's joy comes from inside of them. So you can create the conditions, you can fertilize soil and that kind of thing. But at the end of the day, it comes from looking inside of you. And so make it clear, for example, that anything you can do to help, you're willing to help, but you can't own it. You can't own somebody else's morale. Right. Only I can own how I feel. Right. And so, but I can make it safe for you to talk about it. I can make it safe for you to say, you know, Rose, I'm overloaded. It's not just the job. You know, I'm dealing with my husband dying of cancer. I want to retire. I should be with him, not here. You know, that, that I can make it safe for you to feel that, you know, I, I need to utilize that EAP service or the CHAMP program or some kind of resources that organizations have. I think it's a, it's a, a mutual accountability. Right. And then some nurses are, are um, caught up in, in the, um, you know, the money stuff because, I mean, it's opportunity. Some people are uh, opportunistic in that respect from the financial perspective. You know, some are paying off all their debts and whatever, and but you can't assume that's all nurses because it's actually a small portion of nurses. Right. And so I think getting the right assessment, the right evaluation of what's really going on, how people are really feeling, and that however they're feeling, it's okay. What we want to try to mitigate is the behaviors acted out in the workplace. Because patients can't feel the pain of what you feel. Just right. like staff can't feel the pain of what the leadership feels. So how do you ensure that you keep your energy up so that when you step out there, you are in the right spirit? Right. Because that's what you're role modeling. And exactly. so that, to me, that's the challenge, that you keep that energy up and you own your own feelings and deal with them. You really have to. Yeah. This is but the I, time. The yeah. 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 It has never been, it's been always had tough spots. Even right. in the 80s when we had the huge nursing shortage. Right. But for it to be unrelenting, this is the first time that I've experienced. Mm. So that's where that love and compassion comes into play. Mm -hmm. Give some of that to yourself and definitely give it to each other. <laughs> That's beautiful. That is beautiful. Um, so, Rose, what are some of the lessons um, you think that transcend nursing that we could take into other parts of our world, <laughs> right, and support yeah. some of the healing that needs to take place and uh, around systemic racism and internalized oppression? Well, I think um, from, from my perspective um, that when we understand 
to whom much is given, much is required. I, I always start there. And then I, I start from the perspective of, for me, I am the one that I've been waiting for. When you see something <clears throat> and you looking around for somebody else, by virtue of you seeing it, understand it, by virtue of it's tugging at your heart, that means you're the one. You're the one. You're waiting for something that you have been called to do. And so I think when we look at it from that perspective, it, it gives us the energy to figure out what do I need to do to move forward with whatever this is. And I think probably the, the, the other one would be in terms of um, addressing whatever fears we have because fears or, or fear can paralyze you and prevent you from doing what you can do. And maybe you can't do it all, and probably not maybe, most likely you can't do it all, but you can do the part that you've been called to do. And it will make a difference. It will make a difference. And I think sometimes we underestimate the difference just because there's more to do, like with the senior nurses, it doesn't mean that a lot hasn't already been done. And it doesn't mean that a lot of good isn't on the horizon. It just means there's still more to be done. She's amazing. Wow. You brought tears to my eyes because <laughs> I felt like, wow, you know, at least for me, you know, my longing is at this point in my life is, you know, you said when you've been given a lot, then there's a lot for you to do. And that's exactly how I feel at this point in my career. I feel like I've had this incredible career mm -hmm. as a nurse. Mm -hmm. And I feel like because of that, I have to give back because I've been given so much in my life and in nursing and in every way. Yeah. And I think, what can I do? And I love the fact that you said, I'm the one that I'm waiting for. And I don't have to look outside myself. I have right. to have confidence that That's right. this is, I can do this and I can't make all the difference in the world, but I can do what I can do. That's right. That's right. And it matters. It matters. It really does matter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's how I started the little uh, restoring joy after I promised my husband I would retire and I didn't. <laughs> the restoring joy because, you know, I love nursing. I love my life, actually, but I really love that. And so for me, then how can I still contribute would be through that focus from the yeah. leadership development perspective and from enhancing joy in nursing, in the work, in life. So that's what I do. Mm. Tell us about restoring joy. 
Well, what restoring joy has started this again um, to me is we sometimes highlight the negative far more than we highlight the positives, just like we do the, um, we look more at the gotta do's than what we've accomplished. Most people have their to-do list, but they don't have their reflection on their accomplishment list. And so with Restoring Jordan Leadership, I started off in this um, joy award to nurses and people would nominate. And so the um, gift for them would be to attend a conference to help strengthen them to sustain their joy over time. And so this past year, we didn't do it because of the COVID, but we're going to do it again this year. And so I um, do Nurses Week, usually do a seminar on um, restoring joy um, in, in the work. Um, and this time, I, uh, this past one, I focused on helping people understand that joy expresses itself in two ways. Joy as happiness based on your situation. And then of course, joy as deep within your spirit based on your relationship. And so when you look at the two, you're gonna be happy in your job when everything's going well, but what's gonna sustain you like now when it's not going so well? It's that deep inner joy that's in your spirit joy that's going to sustain you. And so we talk about strategies, encouraging the nurses for the self-care and having their joy toolkit and that kind of thing. So, um, and I do do some, uh, haven't done as much um, recently because I'm homeschooling, but uh, uh, with organizations, you know, helping them develop from the magnet perspective, using it as a, a framework um, to help their nurses celebrate the good that they are doing so that they can refresh their spirit and, um, you know, uplift themselves. Beautiful. Yeah. Mm. So is that an independent um, ent leadership group that you're doing? No, it's, it's really just, um, um, what do you call it? Um, it's just my little part-time side thing that I do, okay. like lack of a better way of saying it. <laughs> and, um, but pretty much any nurses, um, you know, can get involved if they so choose. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yes. So Mary, you have anything else? Cause I'm, I'm Phil. <laughs> I am. I am. So, Rose, I just feel the, you know, the wisdom and the depth of your spirit of being a nurse and becoming a leader that I know for, I know deeply how much you've impacted so many lives of so many nurses. And because of that, the lives of so many patients and so many families. And the difference that you have made by you just following, you know, the doors that open to you to step into your destiny to become the person that you are and the leader that you are. I just am so thankful 
for you having contributed and lived and been an example for so many and your spirit has <laughs> really like a illuminated so many lives and people it's just like this infinite field of of love and i just yeah. want to say thank you so much oh you're very welcome very <laughs> welcome I enjoyed talking with you. You are um, you're one of the most uh, um, just amazing women I've ever met. Like the depth of who you are and uh, and what you express and how you really own your own space inside yourself, and therefore you're able to like express that externally. Mm -hmm. um, and really name for yourself. Like, I, I love that everything I ever learned about leadership I learned in Sunday school. Um, mm -hmm. Because you can really hear it, right? This mm -hmm. idea that I, I own my own joy. I don't have to allow other people to take mm -hmm. that power from me. Mm -hmm. um, and you're just, so your beingness and your energy is so huge, <laughs> right? And expansive and, and who you are. Um, as a leader, uh, it's just amazing. I, I'm just really, um, really moved by by um, by meeting you and and just hearing from you today. Just in this short time, it's just I can't imagine the impact that you've had on other people and organizations with that kind of lens and view and vision uh, for people. Because that's what I really hear. It's like Oh, my, real, my real view is around people and their joy. And then how I do that is through nursing. <laughs> exactly. exactly. That's what I really hear. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you so much for the gift thank that you've you. given the world <laughs> and your leadership and your spirit. And yeah. your, your, when I realized being speaking to you, Rose, I've, I've, I've known about you for years and years and years and, you know, floating around doing different things and always felt your total unconditional love and acceptance for what you were doing. And I sort of always felt it and always, you know, intuit, you know, felt this around you, but it was so beautiful to sort of hear you say it and, and validate my experience and, and validate why all the things that happened under your leadership manifested and everything in my life with what I, with the arts and bringing the arts in and all the things that I was doing, it was like, it was just, it felt so natural and so supported in the field. And now I know why. <laughs> I love those arts now. <laughs> Oh, yes, and we're waiting for the book. Everything I learned about leadership, I learned in Sunday school. So. <laughs> I know you'll be writing that because you need to write a book. Yes. <laughs> Literally, do need to write that. I know. Well, that's a good idea. It is it's a great I'm idea. Yeah, I would definitely good. buy that one. <laughs> it makes it sound so easy. Yes, <laughs> Instead like, of this, all this crazy leadership stuff, and it's like, no, no, no. This is basic. This is basic. <laughs> basic leadership. You're like, you're right. 
Yes, yes. We'll be waiting. See, Mary's written lots of books. So <laughs> I know you're retired and all. <laughs> Maybe you have. Yeah, more I'm writing. I'm writing a little uh, book, but I have two little ones. Uh, you know, of course, about the healing power of joy. Mm. And I'm working on the third little one um, that's focused on the um, secrets of joy. Oh, I love it. So, Rose, but... I'm going to tell you, I'm working on creating an, a community of nurses, a global community of nurses in the Nurses Guild Facebook group. And oh. when you have those books, please let me know so I can post them. And I also have newsletters that I send out. I'm trying to really build a global community of nurses to support nurses. So when you have oh, those okay. books out, I want to send out that information to everybody. So be sure to contact me so I can I can okay. I can send it out into the world and support everyone to get that information from you. Yes. That's what I was thinking. Oh, okay. Okay. Publish the podcast, it can go out in the newsletter with your book. So you have to exactly we'll do it again. If you already have okay. one, whatever the first one is, go ahead and send us how we get it. Okay. <laughs> Great. Let yeah. us know how we do that. So yes, please share with us like if Whatever, whatever you've created that we can share with the world through this. Um, yeah. You're, okay. I mean, what you, I'm telling you, you need to be out there in the world talking to people. Yes, <laughs> yes. She is. This is the time to put her out there in the world. We're going to yes. show this to as many people as we can because it oh, was oh, like okay. magnificent and wonderful. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Rose. Yes. Thank you so much. Really enjoyed it. Much. it. Really enjoyed it. And um, yes, if you can email us how to get to your book, the little booklet you've created or how we Oh, order. oh, Amazon. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's on Amazon, see? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it is? It's, it's called Restoring Joy. What is it called? Um, one of them is The Healing Power of uh, Joy. Okay. Um, and the other one, what was the other one? Uh, journey to joy or something like that sure. but I, i'll i'll send it to you i'll send you the um the appropriate name <laughs> yeah, okay, and the second one is the healing power of joy oh, I love that it. Is so cool. yeah. yes okay good i will order it on amazon Me too. oh wow okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes as i prepare for the other one that i'm waiting for right <laughs> the okay. leadership one. The leadership yeah one. <laughs> i gotta get get back on that one Yes, we got to write that one. That's a yeah. <laughs> but I hadn't thought about the one about Sunday school. So, okay. Oh, yeah, that would be a, yeah, that would be a great name. Mm -hmm. I would buy it off the name alone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what it takes. Okay. Because <laughs> it's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is beautiful. Well, thank you so much for being with thank us you. again um, and being our first interview. Uh, and thank wow. you, Mary, for opening thank up the stage. 